Take your Bibles if you would, and let's open the Word of God together to Proverbs chapter 5. Proverbs chapter 5, we're just kind of doing a series, walking through the book of Proverbs. We've brought a message from each chapter. <clears throat> Not going verse by verse, but just chapter by chapter. Otherwise, it would be a very long series, and I, I know it certainly could be. Uh, there are such riches of grace and wisdom found in the book of Proverbs. And uh, if you have never had the privilege of reading through the book of Proverbs in a month, I would encourage you to take up the challenge and read the chapter that corresponds with the date of the month. You can read the book through 12 times in a year, and you'll see something interesting every time you go through it. It's just an amazing book. And so we're just moving chapter by chapter and seeing uh, what God has for us as we, as we just glean from, from some of the more obvious portions, uh, messages of each chapter. And uh, it's been a blessing. I hope you've enjoyed it. Proverbs chapter 5, if you found your place, let's stand for the reading of God's Word. We'll have prayer and begin reading in verse 1 as we look at tonight's message. Let's pray together. Father, how we love you tonight, and Lord, how we thank you once again for the privilege to gather around your Word, and Lord, just to peek within, to see what you have for us. We do pray that you'll bless the reading of your Word tonight. We pray you'll speak to every heart. Holy Spirit of God, we just ask that you'd make it personal, that you'd apply it to our lives. Lord, help us to clearly understand your message to us, what you'd have us to learn and take home with us from this chapter of the book of Proverbs. Lord, help us as we seek to gain a little wisdom, a little of this godly wisdom from your word tonight. And we thank you and praise you for all you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 1. My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as an honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, that thou canst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house. Lest thou give thine honor unto others, and thy years unto the cruel. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. And say, how have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof, and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to them that instructed me. Well, that sounds like the words of regret, does it not? And so tonight, from this portion of Scripture, I want to preach a message from Proverbs 5 entitled, A Reason to Listen. A reason to listen. Thank you. you may be seated. <clears throat> Although tonight we are not always given a reason, 
nor are we always told what may be the intended consequences of our actions. We find in this chapter that the Father gives a reason for His Son to listen to His wisdom. And isn't that that good tonight to see that? You know, there is a danger in always having to have a reason. There is a danger sometimes in us gauging or qualifying advice or wisdom by our own wisdom. In other words, I'll do it if it makes sense to me. I'll listen if I like the idea that you're sharing. You know, in this chapter, the Father was speaking of some things that were far ahead of the Son, down the road of life, if you will. And looking ahead, this father was giving to his son a reason, or some reasons, why he should listen to the instruction that he was passing on for his benefit. Now this son may not have understood all of those things. His son may not have believed that those things would happen to him. Isn't that what we usually say? Oh, that may happen to somebody else, but but not me, right? So the father is urging his son to be wise and to listen because there are things that are around the corner or down the road, if you will. Things that you might regret a little bit later. As this father gives instruction, further instruction to his son, tonight he kind of tells him why he should pay attention. In verse 1 he says, My son, attend unto my wisdom. Or or pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. And the second part of that verse, he says, Bow thine ear to my understanding. I want you to notice the word bow right there. Isn't it interesting that, you know, we have to to be willing sometimes to humble ourselves in order to take the advice that others give us. There's a humility involved in that reception of wisdom. And so the Father's asking the Son to be humble enough to receive this godly wisdom that's being shared. Bow thine ear, he says, to my understanding. Why? He gives him a reason. Verse 2, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. It's one thing to come in contact with knowledge. It's one thing to be exposed to wisdom. But to retain it and to keep it as your own is something else. It's a choice that all of us have to make. We're going to have to decide if we're willing to receive the instruction, the wisdom, the knowledge that we're, that we're given in life. So he says it this way, and you can put this as number one, in verses 2 through 7, he says, to regard discretion. So the first reason he gives why you might want to listen to this wisdom is to, re- to regard discretion. Now the word discretion... It means good judgment. It means carefulness in speech or in action. To regard discretion is to pay attention and demonstrate good judgment in your speech, in your actions. Discretion, we have to understand, must be taught. And in the book of Proverbs, you have a a, a father that is desiring, he's making every attempt to teach and to pass on discretion to his son. The ability to have that good judgment about things 
in life. He said in verse 3, For the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb. Her mouth is smoother than oil. And he goes on to describe this. And he wants his son to be able to make good judgment about the right kind of people that he'll come in contact with in his life. Discretion must be taught. We can't assume that our kids are just going to grow up with discretion. We can't assume that they're going to know what we know. Sometimes it feels that way. But you have to penetrate that feeling and have to ensure that you're passing on discretion, the ability to make good judgment to your children. That's what this father is trying to do in Proverbs chapter 5. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 13, the Lord told Samuel, He said, For I have told him that I will judge his house. This was God speaking about the house of Eli, uh, the priest at that time. And he said, I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. So discretion must be taught. We find here that Eli's sons grew up as priests in the temple, and yet they grew up without discretion. It was evident in their, in their actions and in their behavior. You know, discretion is not automatic. It's not something that we can assume everyone has, even when they grow up in church. That's why I gave you the challenge a moment ago of reading through the book of Proverbs uh, a, a day for every day in the month. Uh, if, you, if you want to exercise discretion, Proverbs is a good source to help you to make those wise judgments. 1 Samuel 12, verse 23 says this, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. That is Samuel, as after he had grown up, and Samuel became the prophet in Israel in the place of Eli, and, and he said, I will teach you the good and the right way. It demonstrates to us tonight that discretion must be taught. Discretion must be taught. But not only that, I want you to see, uh, as discretion is being taught, we have to understand that discretion can be learned. It can be learned, and, and it should be learned. Now look, there are some people in life that, that seem to gravitate to good judgment more naturally on their own. Then there are others that have a harder time with that. Seem like they can't find their way out of a wet paper sack sometimes, you know? And, and, but I want you to understand there's hope for all of us. No matter which side of the spectrum you feel yourself on at times, there's hope for all of us to have wisdom and discretion. God promises that to us. In His Word, He says, If any man lack wisdom in the book of James, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. God, God doesn't want to withhold Wisdom from you, uh, which gives you discretion. Discretion can be learned. Isaiah 1.17 says this. I'm just taking a, a portion of that verse. It says, learn to do well. And just using uh, that part of the message, uh, I'm just helping us understand that we can, we can learn to have discretion. We can learn to exercise good judgment discernment is like a muscle that you have to learn how to use in your life. You have to practice making good judgments about things that are, that are good, uh, that, are, that are not so good. Uh, you know, I've heard somebody say, the, the good is the enemy of the best. Think about that. 
Uh, you know, before you come to Christ, your, your greatest judgment is between right and wrong. Between good and evil. But then when you come to know the Lord, you start to live for Christ and you have a desire to make a difference in this world for the Lord. And guess what? Your greatest battle then is not between right and wrong, good and bad, but between good and best. Because you don't want to be just a good enough Christian. You want to be your best for the Lord. And, and trying to choose the best, we, we call it taking the high road. You, you can tell something about a person's intentions by the discretion they use and the choices that they make. Is their desire to float along and just be good enough? To get by with what's okay? Or is their desire to do their best for God? That's a person that's on the high road. That's a person that's trying to choose the best, not just the good. And, and that's impressive. I applaud that. That's what this father wants for his son. He says, attend to my wisdom. Bow thine ear to my understanding. He wants this son to have discretion. And so he's teaching discretion. And at the same time, he's understanding that, in, that discretion can be learned. Hey, we can learn to do well. You can learn to do better. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 2 says that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. What is it telling us? Discretion can be learned. You can grow in this area. We can do better. And so, uh, this father has in his mind that he wants his son to listen. And one reason is to regard discretion, to be able to grow in this matter of making good judgment in speech and in action. But he gives another reason. In verses 8 through 13, a reason to listen is to remove consequence. To remove consequence. No, no parent wants their children walking into negative consequences in their life. No parent wants their kids to have scars from bad decisions and bad experiences in life. And so... That kind of a parent is going to do everything they can to turn on the flashers and wave the red flags and shine the warning lights on the path ahead. This father is no different. Look at verse 8, uh, and we'll read to verse 13. It says, Remove thy way from her, and come not nigh the door of her house, lest thou give thine honor unto others and thy years unto the cruel, lest strangers be filled with thy wealth and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed, and say, How have I hated instruction in my heart, despised reproof, and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to them that instructed me. Notice that exclamation point. Oh, if I had only listened! Isn't that what it sounds like? That is not where the father wants his son to end up. And tonight, as a pastor, that's not where I want you to end up. That's why I'm willing to preach a message like this. And that's not where your parents want you to end up. And that's why they're willing to stand in the way and say, don't do that, or do this, or go there, or you know, uh, don't stay out too late, or whatever the case might be. Those guidelines are given for a reason. 
It's to remove consequence. Discretion is important in life because as parents who have had more experience than their children, we, we see further down the road, we have insight to the possibilities and to the risks that pose themselves along the path of life. And so we encourage safeguards. Isn't that right? We're talking about having discretion. We're talking about removing consequence. And so what the parent does, what this father does, is he wants his son to have enough wisdom to be able to look down the path of life and say, should I take this path? Well, the only way to answer that question is to know where it leads. And when you know where the path leads, then you can make the decision that this is a good path or this is not a good path. And if it's not a good path, and you know you don't want to end up at the end of this path, if you have discretion, you don't even take the first step. Remove the consequence. And so this father is encouraging his son to have discretion. This is a reason to listen so you don't end up like the others. So what does he say to his son? He says, go a different direction. It's interesting because we're all humans. We're, we're made out of the same stuff. And all of us have an innate desire to blend in with the crowd. We don't always like to go a different direction than everybody else is going. You know the famous words of kids when they come and they ask for what they want. This is what they say. Everybody else is doing it, <laughs> right? And you have to be the parent that says, oh no, not everybody. You're not doing it. Everybody else is going. No, no, not everybody. You're not going. It may make you feel like the bad guy, but when you understand that your parents are keeping you from coming into contact with these consequences, they're keeping you away from dangerous risk. Then you learn to appreciate that they had boundaries. You learn to appreciate they had guidelines. You learn to appreciate that they said no on occasion. Go a different direction. Look at verse 8. This father uh, tells his son, Remove thy way far from her. Right? Far from her. Go a different direction. Don't get near it. How many, look, how many times does the Bible tell us to stay away from something? Don't go there. Don't go that way. Don't think about it. Don't look at it. Right? If God's telling you that in His Word, then it's time for us to use some discretion to remove the consequence, you and I have to go a different direction. It doesn't matter that everybody else is going that way. If you don't want to end up like everybody else, you're going to have to do something different in order to get a different result. This father says, go a different direction. He also says, get a safe distance away from this. You know, if if there's an explosion and you're close, you're going to get hit with some stuff, right? So you want to be at a safe distance. 
And the father, seeing the potential of this, says, get a safe distance away. Verse 8, he says, come not nigh the door of her house. Stay away from there. Get a safe distance away. He's talking about removing consequence. Now, he happens to give some consequences in this chapter. He's talking about his son uh, encountering the strange woman. Hey, if you let this go the way of the flesh, look what may happen to you, he says. And he lists some consequences. Look at verse 9. He says, you could give your honor unto others. Verse 9, lest thou give thine honor unto others and thy years unto the cruel. He says, strangers could be filled with your wealth. You could be working to give your money to somebody else. It could happen. Look at verse 10. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. Think about that. What's he talking about? He's talking about you working to supply the need of another household, not your own. You know, this often happens uh, in life and in situations where discretion is not used. So he says, you could be to the point of being consumed physically. Look at verse 11. And thou mourn at the last when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. There's a lot of things that could consume you physically. It may be the years of having to work to, to, to supply the needs of someone else, or it could be other things uh, that you could encounter physically that could take your health away. But he speaks of that in verse 11, and he also speaks of this great remorse and regret. He says, And thou mourn at the last when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. That mourning that comes... That regret that comes. Look at verse 12. You say, How have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof? And I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear unto them that instructed me. And this is all said in verse 12 and 13, as if the son is, has taken this action and finally realized, way too late, that he didn't listen. Now this is the father creating this scenario. The father is saying... This is why I want you to hear me. How many parents have ever had to paint the picture for your son or daughter so that they understand why you're giving the guidelines that you're giving? Here we find this, this father in the book of Proverbs is saying, Son, I don't want you to be in a situation where you could be morally compromised and then create problems that would basically take away from your life and your livelihood." Now, in the world you and I live in, this is not the, pro the days of Proverbs. We live in the days of promiscuity, and we live in the days uh, of, of where this is popular. We live in the in days where, you know, I, I mean, everywhere we turn, we see these consequences. We, this is a lifestyle now, not a consequence. It happens daily. But it's sad, isn't it? It's not the way God intended... For us to experience our life, and it's not the, the way God ex, uh, ex designed for our families to function. What we see is brokenness. And this brokenness is real. And this brokenness creates burdens that are hard to be borne. And you know, we, we, we think of those that are experiencing that, our hearts go out to them. 
But here's a father trying to say to his son, Son, this is not, this is not what I want for you. I don't want you to have these consequences. And because of that, I'm asking you to pay attention to what I'm telling you. He says to bow thine ear, humble yourself, and receive the instructions that I'm giving. Now this isn't the only time in, in the book of Proverbs that this father's going to deal with this subject. But he's trying to get a message into the heart of his son, something that will make him willing to listen. And you know, I, I uh, as a parent myself, I, I wish that truth was, was motivation enough. I wish that wisdom was, was motivation enough for our children to heed our words and our warnings. But sometimes it's not. And if you're a parent, if you've been a parent for any length of time, you understand why this father is having to go to these lengths now to try to give his son a reason to listen. He started out in chapter 1 not giving any reasons. He just said, you need wisdom so you can do this and this and this. But now he's talking about consequences. And, and these are good things for the son to consider. Things he had probably not considered on his own. Things that on his own he would, he would say, oh, that ain't going to happen to me. I guess we all could be guilty of that. But I think most of the time that happens to those who are inexperienced in, in whatever the subject matter happens to be. And then lastly, in verse 21, this father gives another reason to his son to remember the Lord. He says you should regard discretion and remove consequence. That's why I want you to listen. And then to remember the Lord in verse 21. Notice the Bible says in verse 21, Proverbs chapter 5, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. Again, this father's talking about consequences, and he's talking about how God sees that, and, and he says in the end, it's the consequences that will destroy you. So, so those who choose not to listen, those who who walk headlong into the consequences and take the risk anyway, he's saying often they destroy themselves. It's because of the choices they make that they end up with the consequences that they end up with. So in the middle of that, he says in verse 21, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. He's telling his son... When I am not with you, I want you to always remember that God is watching you. God is watching you. He ponders our goings. Psalm 139, verses 1 through 4, says it like this. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. 
Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. If God knows the words in your tongue, then He knows what you're going to say before you say it. If He's acquainted with all of your ways, that word ways there is interesting. If you look it up, it's talking about our tendencies. He's talking about the way we do things, the way we respond. God knows how you'll respond and react to things before you even get there. He's acquainted with your ways. God knows you. And He watches you. But not only that, He says, God punishes the wicked. Galatians chapter 6 says it like this. This is the the Apostle Paul writing in verses 7 through 9. And he says this. We have to remember this as we make our choices in life. He says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Those are some great words to remember. You ought to write them down on a 3 by 5 card, put them in your pocket, because there's going to be times when it's going to be tough to walk in the light of discretion and use good judgment. And you're going to need to pull that out and be reminded, in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Keep on doing the right thing. Keep using good judgment. Make good decisions. It may seem at times like you're missing out on some stuff, but we shall reap if we faint not. Hey, that's good, isn't it? Galatians tells us that what we sow, he says, that shall you also reap. So if you plant corn, you get corn. If you plant peas, you get peas. If you plant tomatoes, you get tomatoes. We know that. But life works that way too. And so this father is telling the son, if you sow to your flesh, if you're immoral, if you're making bad judgments, Look at the consequences. Look at the crops that are going to come up because of that. And think before you choose. And pay attention to what I'm telling you, he said. And have good judgment. He's saying, son, if you don't, regard discretion. If you don't remove consequence, and if you don't remember the Lord, you might. Regret it later. Proverbs chapter 5, we're seeing this wisdom of a father. And he's saying to his son, you've been given a reason to listen. And I hope that is an encouragement to us all. Just like this son, you, you and I, we all need to regard discretion. We all need to look down that road before we... Start walking. We need, we need to remove consequence. Don't go the wrong, the wrong way. And we need to remember the Lord. And may God help us to choose the best, to do our very best, 
as we make choices along the path of life. So that we don't end up like this father illustrated. Someone who wakes up saying, how, what, how did I end up here? Oh, if I had only listened. No, 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 no. That's not the ending that God wants for you. And so he gave in Proverbs chapter 5 a reason for us to listen. Let's receive it tonight. Let's bow for prayer. Father, how we love you tonight and how we thank you once again for the wonderful words of wisdom in Proverbs chapter 5. We thank you for the heart of this father who's poured out his desire for his son. The desire for his son to do well and not be overtaken in faults and sins in life, things that would scar his life and rob his joy and his wealth and happiness. Lord, we are often faced with the same kind of things. And we pray that you'll help us to have the wisdom, to have the discretion, to use good judgment. Lord, help us to be ones that will take that high road and choose the best, the best things. That we might please you in all things. In Christ's name we ask. Amen.